Well, we know which NFC West team we're going to have to stomach in the Super Bowl. And for the second time in the Steve Kime era, this finally happened. The Arizona Cardinals, what do they have to start doing to get ready to put themselves back into the picture as a contender? And it's our first Mock Draft Monday. It's Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, and it's Locked on Cardinals. Are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on? It's Bo Brock, Alex Clancy. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen, first watch. If you're checking us out on YouTube, a little bit later start today. The uh, conference championship games kind of pushed us to recording on the day of. Be a little behind the curtain information for you. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at Clancy's Corner, at Bob Rack to follow me, Bo Brock, and of course at Lockdown AZ Cards. Arizona Cardinals, division foes. We knew at least one of them was going to be in the Super Bowl. And now we know that that team is going to be the Los Angeles Rams, the team that had gone for broke. They pretty much gave away all of their, they mortgaged the future, Alex. And it worked out for them. They got Matthew Stafford in the fold. That's exactly why they brought him over from Detroit. And they're Super Bowl bound. They're going to take on Joey Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals in, uh, what, just less than two weeks from today. I mean, I feel like all of America is behind the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I don't remember a time. This is like Steph Curry uh, territory. where like a whole sport fandom of sports sees one guy they're like man i like that guy like that it's a weird thing but joe burrow is somehow just just ingratiated all of our minds with just positivity and like oh man look at what he did it doesn't matter it's the Bengals. Mm -hmm. it's joe burrow he has his 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 best receiver from college he has a terrible franchise who hadn't won a football game playoff game in 30 years and he just mows through the top two uh seeds in the afc and is going to the Super Bowl with a with a really good chance to win it. Like it's the and then you look at the other side. I mean, it's it's a makeshift L.A. Dodgers, New York Yankees roster. So it's like which which is obviously more endearing. I think it'd be the former. But yeah, it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be an interesting matchup. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, the Bengals for for my generation, uh, and and we're in the same generation. I mean, they were the they were the punching bag. They were the laughing stock for the the entire time. I know that. This is their first Super Bowl since 1988, but I was pretty young back then. But for the most part, I knew Bengals as the the losers, not even lovable losers. They were just a bad franchise yeah. for so, so, so long. Yeah, they had a little, uh, you know, some success with Carson Palmer and Ocho Cinco, and of course, some success with Andy Dalton and AJ Green, but never to this extent. That that those two eras never even won a playoff game. Joe Burrow comes in and he rattles off three in a row. His first opportunity. It's pretty astounding. And we've said it before. I mean, this is, they teamed him up with his college teammate. They had so much success with in Jamar Chase, 20 touchdown passes in their miraculous run to the national title over Clemson a couple of years ago. Coach O, um, and, and here the Arizona Cardinals is like, what would it look like if you teamed up, you know, Kyler Murray with his, his college teammate? I mean, that's the kind of rapport you have that you can develop that. When you have a guy like Kyler Murray who's still trying to figure out the NFL level, to have that kind of safety net outside of DeAndre Hopkins is incredible. And they missed out on that opportunity with CeeDee Lamb. And uh, they went with the linebacker instead and Isaiah Simmons. 
<laughs> but uh, I guess yeah. some good news for Arizona Cardinals fans. And uh, for the second time in the Steve Kime era into the Pro Bowl, DJ Humphreys is going to go to Las Vegas and he's going to play in the Pro Bowl. He's taken over for the Cowboys' Tyron Smith uh, as at the tackle position as a replacement. So the second time, he's going to be the second first rounder for Steve Kime to go to the Pro Bowl. Kyler Murray was the only one at that point. So that's been kind of... Um, I think something that we pick on Steve Kime. I don't think that this is a uh, spike the football situation for Kime. I mean, when you sneak in the back door of the Pro Bowl as an alternate, it's not to be as celebrated as getting selected uh, just to the initial roster. But still, you know, a testament to DJ and how far he's come from redshirting, didn't even play a single snap in his rookie season uh, to a Pro Bowl uh, season in 2021. Yeah, I mean, these are, you know, it's, Sure. Uh, and what he's what he did during the first half of the season was excellent. Like, he never played poorly. I mean, he still had a couple penalties down the stretch. Um, and wait, what, what's the stat? Do you have the most penalties from the left tackle this year? Se- second most penalties from the second tackle most. position, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but but look at who they play. <laughs> I mean, they played Aaron Donald and Nick Bosa. Like, he, he, had, mm-hmm. he had a tough go the second half of the season with, yeah. with, with who he was lined up against. Um, but yeah, you know what? He's been a pleasant surprise. That contract was very team friendly. Um, and you know, yeah, kudos to him. But yeah, this is one of the, I was asking before, like, does it count being an alternate that, you know, the starter doesn't want to play. So you get that nod as a pro bowler. Yeah. I mean, I I think no sports agent is going to let that slide. I mean, that's a pretty slippery slope. I mean, if you're on the roster, you're on the roster. If you're playing, uh, you're a pro bowler and, yeah, he's going to probably get some uh, incentives cashing in on that one. And Arizona Cardinals, I mean, as far as him going forward, I don't think this changes anything that you try to restructure with your left tackle. I mean, he's going to have the second largest cap hit next to DeAndre Hopkins on the Arizona Cardinals in 2022. They've got to free up some cash. I think that they can certainly do so. As uh, our guy Aaron Freeman over at Locked on Falcons uh, jokes all the time that the salary cap is, is a myth it doesn't really exist but finagle your way around it and act like you're doing something and maybe some dummy years at the back end or they can figure something out that would be respectful to their left tackle and dj humphreys and uh save some some cash in the meantime at least towards the cap next season i mean it's just it's going to be a necessity as they try to kind of rework some things i mean this is a team that won 11 games but at the end of the season it really it struggled beating anybody and they've, they've got to make some moves. They're going to have to be very active uh, this offseason, and they're going to need some cash to do it. Or, or, what's that other way? <laughs> what's that other way? Drafting well. Yeah. What's that other way? You know, because mm-hmm. that's, that's an option. I don't know um, if people remember, but it's an option to draft well also and have those players <laughs> play and not have to pay them a lot of money and restructure their contract. I'm yeah. excited for our first mock draft money because Bo and I were kind of in lockstep last year, but there mm-hmm. were some very key differences between our methodologies of who, what positions should be taken where. And I'm curious to see where it stacks up this year after what we saw last year. You mentioned draft well. I mean, I thought we, we pretty much outlined it when we said it's his second first round pick since 2013 <laughs> to make the Pro Bowl. So a uh, little bit of trouble there as far as that goes. Here's where you're not going to find any trouble. Sticking to your New Year's resolution with Built Bar. 
Built Bar is where tasty and healthy, those two worlds just collide, and it's your secret weapon for sticking to your resolution because it tastes so good. You'll want to eat it unlike any other protein bars. They can be chalky. They can be waxy. They can even taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it gets boring. By week three, you're like, nah, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Built Bar has the chocolate. They're covered in 100% chocolate. In most Built Bars, they've got 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which has no nutritional value. It's 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, dozens of net carbs. You're just putting garbage in your body with a ton of empty calories. Go to Built.com in the new year. Save yourself some cash as well. Use the promo code, thanks to Alex and myself, LOCKED15, LOCKED15. And get 15% off your order. You're, you're welcome in advance. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Cardinals your day. The Matthew Stafford uh, deal for the Rams, Alex, fully worth it, right? I mean, no doubt about it. I mean, he wins one more game going into yesterday uh, than Jared Goff did last season. And then uh, he took it. On to the Super Bowl the first time since 2017. They're back there. And Matthew Stafford, you know, he had a bad goal line pick, right? But for the most part, he made the throws. He found Cooper Cup, which is still astonishing to me that the guy has 2,000 yards in the regular season and people still can't cover him or they're not doubling or tripling or bracketing or doing whatever they can to not have Cooper Cup beat you. He's now had two monster games in the postseason back-to-back weeks. Um, but Matthew Stafford is playing at a high level at the right time for the, for the, for the Rams. I, that's one of the biggest anomalies. Well, I mean, it's like it's like Devontae Adams. It's yeah. like they're always open. Mm-hmm. They're always open. And and what did I text you? I mean, I, I texted you over the weekend. I'm like, there's a disconnect between what we saw with the Cardinals, even when fully healthy, mm-hmm. with everybody knows Cooper Cup is going to get 12 targets a game and he's going to catch eight balls for 100 yards and a touchdown, and nobody can stop him. Devontae Adams in the red zone scores their touchdowns in the red zone, and everybody knows he's getting the ball. Like I, I don't, I don't know if it's scheme. I don't know if it's Kyler Murray. I don't know if it's the offensive line not giving Kyler enough time to watch to to let plays progress. Mm-hmm. But there is a massive disconnect between like three receivers and their quarterbacks and the rest of the NFL, mm-hmm. where it's like that best receiver is going to get all the targets, all the catches, all the yards, and everybody knows it, and they can't stop it. Yeah, I mean and Odell Beckham Jr.'s there. Yeah, Odell, Odell Beckham Jr.'s there, and he's really forced the issue to where you can't, uh, you know, forget about him. And then, of course, in, in Kansas City, I think that's when we were texting, just watching early in that game where Patrick Mahomes was just working his magic. I mean, the yeah. first half he was just unbelievable, and then the second half he was the polar opposite and, and fell apart. But you know, you saw the stock Chiefs offense run. He hits Tyree Kill in the end zone for a touchdown. He finds Travis Kelsey for a touchdown. Uh, they score on their first three drives, and everything that Patrick Mahomes touches turns to gold uh, before they let the time expire at the end of the first half in the red zone, and they pretty much fall short of going up 28-10. to 10. Um, But I, I think what the Arizona Cardinals need to do is focus on, and I know they have a lot of uh, holes or, or voids to fill on this roster, but when you look at the legitimate teams and the teams that have made you know, long runs in this postseason, they have two legitimate weapons on offense for their quarterback. Not like 1A and then like a very distant B. You know, it's not DeAndre Hopkins and then uh, 33-year-old A.J. Green and Christian Kirk, who's a fringe two. It's, it's a legit almost 1B. 
And the Arizona Cardinals need to take a very serious look at that now. Like, are they going to have the cap space to go after a guy like Devontae Adams or Chris Godwin or Allen Robinson or whoever may be available? I don't think so. But they need to kind of consider like, hey, if we really, really want to be big time players, like it's not going to be like this uh, DeAndre Hopkins and a bunch of guys that are going to pop at the right time. You just can't rely on that. Well, and you look at, I mean, the cautionary tale already is Kenny Galladay. That's the cautionary tale already. <laughs> yeah. From what oh, yeah. we saw with the Giants. And I know that he's, it's a different case, and he's not always that injured, but he was injured more times than not when he was in Detroit. And then they gave him, what, 60 mil total and all, like 40 mil guaranteed, something ridiculous like that. They outbid mm-hmm. everybody. They were a lot like they were a dark horse coming in to the, to, to the sweepstakes, and they gave him a lot of money. And, you know, he went there, but he didn't play at all last year. Like Chris Godwin's always hurt. Yeah. Always. And you, you feel terrible for him, even though we, he, he was franchise tagged, which was a good thing. So he actually made his guaranteed money this year when he tore his ACL towards the end of the season. He'll be out the majority of next season also. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just like I would love for the Cardinals to find a wide receiver in this draft that can make an impact. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited for our mock draft Monday final segment because I have one. Um Ooh. And it's not in the first round because that would be – that's the Najee Harris of this year. They can't draft a wide receiver in the first round, in my opinion. I feel you're going to draft a wide receiver in the first round in your mock draft. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like it's – you don't always have to go out and get the highest ticket. Like I look at Tyler Boyd. Go get a mm-hmm. guy like Tyler Boyd that is going to – that's going to get you 1,000 yards, 80 catches, eight touchdowns, and doesn't get hurt. Just like right. – like it, it, it shouldn't be as difficult as the as the Cardinals have made it seem so far. They really, they really have. I mean, Steve Kime has drafted ten wide receivers, and one has added over a thousand yards receiving since twenty thirteen. It's just they're not getting enough production from that. And a, oh. like a lot of people come to to bat for Steve Kime, and it's like, look, I'm not saying these guys aren't NFL players, but they're not. None of them have hit to where they've been a tremendous success. They're, you just haven't had that. And, you know, if, if you're going to use and utilize second round picks like the guys that we mentioned here, uh, the Allen Robinsons, the Godwins, the guys who are available to Monte Adams, none of them are first round picks. Top 10 receiving yards this year. I mean, Cooper Cup's at the top. He wasn't a first round pick like there was two first round picks in the top 10 of receiving yards. Like it's it, you have to utilize one. One was Justin Jefferson. The other one was Jamar Chase. That's it. So, like people, other teams are finding value. They're finding stars at that position, and Steve Kime hasn't. And he's certainly tried. And that makes things the most concerning as far as the Arizona Cardinals go. Uh, one last thing as far as the division goes, looks like the Jimmy G era is over. And if you're the Arizona Cardinals and you're the, you're the fans of the cards, you got to be sad to see Jimmy G exit because unlike the Rams, Cardinals had some pretty good success against Jimmy G. Yeah. Um, this was an all on him. Uh, he threw that bad pick at the end was because he was going down for a sack. Like that was the the last two possessions of that game for them were like Brian Peacock from Lockdown 49ers tweeted out. He goes, that was the worst possession of the year. The one <laughs> that, that, that immediately preceded that last one that, that ended their season. It was a three and out. It was ugly. He got sacked once. Like yeah. the offensive line held up for a long time. Trent Williams, like he had one leg and he was playing on the left yeah. side. He had a he had, uh, uh, state, whatever. Uh, ankle sprain um mm. and uh that last throw was like first of all it was a little you know flashback for for, for Cardinals fans, but, but um it was also like jimmy g played good football until that last drive like good football and mm-hmm. it's not his fault that jacuski tart dropped it dropped the intercept dropped the punt 
that was yeah. an interception pretty much that would have saved them three points. Like there were a lot of things that, that went the 49ers way that were because of Jimmy Garoppolo. And he's always going to be the punching bag. I'll tell you what, there's 10 or 12 teams that would love to have him. Love because yeah. it's it's maturity. It's he has people the players seem to love him. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't like a this isn't this is an outside something new, something new, something new thing from the fans and from the media. But who knows if Trey Lance is gonna be good? Maybe he will be, and Jimmy Garoppolo is gonna arrive into the sunset, make another hundred mil somewhere else. But it probably won't be with the 49ers. I think it's pretty safe to say at this point. I mean, at, at the end of the day, it's the right move for them to move off of what they invested into to drafting Trey Lance and what his skill set is. But that's it's not going to be without the, the lumps. They're going to take some lumps, and there's going to be a big learning curve for Trey Lance to get up to speed. And the Arizona Cardinals are probably going to benefit from it, benefit from it because the Niners are kind of built to win now. And the fact that they're going to have to, you know, play catch up with the quarterback position, the most important position in sports. That, that's an advantage for Arizona. I mean, they went to it all against San Francisco this season. They faced Lance in his first start. But, yeah, I mean, a- absolutely. I think that there should be a lot of teams that should be going after Jimmy Garoppolo this offseason because you know what he is, right? I mean, you know that he's going to put your team in a position to win. Sure, he makes some brutal throws in there. But for the most part, I mean, his resume speaks for itself. Four and two in the postseason. He's like 33 and like 16 overall as a starter. I mean, you don't just accidentally have that much success at the NFL level. And if you're going to say, hey, it's all a product of, of Kyle Shanahan. I mean, Kyle Shanahan has two winning seasons to his name. He, otherwise, he's got double-digit losses. And as our guy, our colleague Peter Bukowski pointed out, he, uh, he was the OC of a team that blew a 28-3 Super Bowl lead. He blew a 10-point Super Bowl lead in the fourth quarter, and he just blew a 10-point lead in the NFC Championship game. You know, that doesn't just, you know, he's not exactly, um, you know, he gets a lot of uh, <laughs> blame for that. I think he should, because those are some big-time leads to, to kind of choke away. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. but what he did this year with that team, they had no business was. making the playoffs. You know, that was, was, that was... Three and five, yeah. In the water, we buried them. We we yeah. buried them. Step brothers, I buried yeah. you. You know, and it's, <laughs> it's uh, but they they rose from the dead, Undertaker style, and and they uh they made a miraculous run and a tip of the the flat brimmed cap to them, uh to to make it as far as they did. Now, which does it's scary because uh they're almost scarier than the Rams as far as going forward because of all the controllable young talent they have and the assets that they can continue to kind of recoup with Jimmy G potentially or uh you know whatever direction they go they're going to be a big time player this offseason and only getting that roster better uh Cardinals fans Alex and myself we've got an incredible app that everybody who buys gas needs to know about it's get upside our listeners are making cash back every gallon of gas every time they fill up just download the free get upside app in the app store google play right now use the promo code touchdown for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up cash back don't pay full price at the pump any longer. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download free with the promo code TOUCHDOWN. 25 cents or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making upwards of two, $300 in cash back a year. There's no catch. The cash back gets added to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents Per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's code touchdown. Well, Brock, Alex Clancy hanging out with you on a Monday edition of Locked on Cardinals. Thanks for making us your first listen. Oh, uh, man. Uh, so 
Rams headed to the Super Bowl. They're basically hosting for the second straight year. The uh, the host city will be in the game. Tampa won it last year, the first team to do so. And uh, hopefully the Bengals will stop that from happening in two consecutive years. But um, it's a it's a Monday in this offseason. We got into the routine last year on Mondays to release our mock drafts. Now, this is kind of silly draft season, right? Now. Where you get to the end and you're just, you've seen every mock draft you can possibly take. It makes you nauseous at that point. This is just kind of like, we're still getting to know these prospects. We're remembering what we watched during the college football season, which feels like forever ago. And uh, we're starting to think, where could the Arizona Cardinals fulfill some needs uh, in the draft? Now, we did three rounds, and we'll probably get to seven rounds by you know the final month of this thing, but three rounds. And <clears throat> the Arizona Cardinals will likely have, well, we'll see what happens with Jacksonville if they end up uh, hiring Adrian Wilson. That's still something that's that hasn't been figured out. But the Arizona Cardinals could get another third-round pick. So right now, we're operating on the assumption that they have one third-round pick. So Alex, I'll put mine up first of the uh, of our mock draft here on Lockdown Cardinals. Twenty um, <clears> third <throat> overall, and the Arizona Cardinals taking Ahmad Gardner and a Cincinnati. Now, if you haven't heard of the season and their run to the uh, college football playoff in three seasons with their cats, he allowed the same amount of touchdowns as you, me, and Alex. Zero. At the cornerback position. Three seasons, no touchdowns against the Mod Gardner. Give me him. The Arizona Cardinals have an absolute need at corner, and he's a good guy that you could add immediately who could start inside. He can play outside, and I think he'd be a great fit for the Arizona Cardinals at 23rd overall, Alex. Yeah, that's good. I mean, because here's the thing. This is what we talked about last year. There's no wrong answer for mm-hmm. the first round, except for, like, running back. You know, you could, you could validate anybody. There and, and I do remember that name. I do remember watching him um, when they played not so well towards the tail end of the season. But yeah, I uh, it, I mean, you take a corner, and if if he grades right and y- he could move into that CB two role, potentially CB one. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's definitely a good pick at, at twenty three. And if you look at the teams that that played, they had big plays by their their cornerback room. And if you remember down the stretch, that was that was a room that struggled mightily for the Arizona Cardinals. And, and at the end of the day, what everybody was fearful of going into the season. They didn't have enough depth to really compete in the cornerback room. Alex's first pick. All right, let's go through this one. All right, my first pick is uh, Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa. Um, 6'7", 320, left tackle. This is my um, – the reason why I went here is, that especially with the DJ Humphreys conversation, like, do you play him inside? He, I mean, he is pretty flexible with positions, and that was another reason why I moved him. That's why I drafted him. Um, he's uh, he's a great run blocker. And here's the thing: the re- the reason for this is he's large. This this is Mackay Becton size. Okay, mm-hmm. we don't know what's going to happen with happen with Kelvin Beecham. You can move him to the right side, or if if they decide to for some reason move on from DJ Humphreys, you've got a guy that you could plug in day one that's going to make. A whole lot less money than DJ Humphreys, and I, I don't think yeah. that latter that latter uh, situation is going to be the case. But yeah. I also think this guy is ready to play a lot more than Josh Jones was when he came in, even though they play different positions. Look, I mean, Arizona Cardinals' first Super Bowl appearance, their quarterback went to Northern Iowa. Steve Kime drafted a running back out of Northern Iowa, scored twenty touchdowns in a season, and David Johnson. 
they've had some success drafting out of school. And I, I don't think as far as the quarterback position going off of line in the first round, anybody in the fan with you, I will say though, I was looking at Drake London. I was, I was big six, five oh. wide receiver at a USC nearly pulled the trigger on Drake London. what do you think? I would have told you you're dumb. <laughs> so I already said that. I already said that. I'm like, I know Bo's going to take a receiver at 23. Oh my God. I think I look, it's going to be tough and there's going to be some mock drafts where I'm going to do it. Uh, you know, there's the kid from, from Arkansas. I don't, I, I don't know. Look, if I, I, I can't take a wide receiver 23rd overall out of Arkansas, it'd have to be, you know, one of those just legitimate football schools. And I know USC has been down and they're on the uprise with Lincoln Riley, but Drake London is just a very intriguing prospect that kind of fits where I feel like Steve Kime hasn't been knocking on the door enough as far as big athletic receivers. The last time the Arizona Cardinals really did that was Michael Floyd, and I don't think you could say that that was a success. So they should be a little, you should be a little concerned as far as that goes. Yeah. The first round, like Alex and Ping. My second round pick looks even better. I took the stud running back out of Michigan State and Kenneth Walker the third because I think the Arizona Cardinals finally need to invest in the running back position. He was the best running back in the college football ranks this season. I believe he was uh, up there as far as you know rushing yards leader, and he, he put Michigan State in the conversation for the college football playoff all the way until like the last couple weeks. Yeah, I like that pick. Um, I like that pick a lot. I didn't even think offense um, what I, during my pick. But yeah, I mean, he was an absolute world beater. Um, ran all over the Big Ten. Yeah, I took uh, Fedarian Mathis, inside defensive lineman, Alabama. These players just perform at the <laughs> NFL level. He's a run stuffer. He can stop A-B gap stuff. This is a guy that you absolutely need, and you could check two boxes. Two boxes. Offensive line, defensive line. This is a home run, one, two, first round, second round start for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Build the lines. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. As you, as you always say, eat your vegetables. This is certainly heavy helping yeah. of some mm. green stuff. So you're going to have some good color. You're going to have some orange. You got the carrots. You got the vegetable <laughs> pea medley that uh, everybody needs to gulp down, even though they want to eat the good stuff like the steak. All right, mm. my last pick of our three-round Arizona Cardinals, locked on Cardinals mock draft. Uh, I went with the uh, interior offensive line. I think if they're going to, um, if they're going to kind of bolster the offensive line, they're going to have to do it on the inside. Uh, Latictus Smith out of Virginia Tech. He's a good run blocking, kind of a zone run blocking scheme. Offensive lineman, that's what Cliff Kingsbury runs. It would be perfect to couple up with the guy that they just took out of Michigan State. And, um, you know, it, it adds... You, you, as bad as Josh Jones was down the stretch, I think that more of a tackle than he's going to be guard. Uh, well, Justin Pugh probably played his final downs as an Arizona Cardinal. I think there's to, to put somebody either to the left or the right of Rodney Hudson that you can learn from the veteran would be uh, invaluable experience. And you could find a, a starter caliber in the third round if you, if you pick the right prospect. And out of Virginia Tech, you know, they, they've uh, they've had some pretty good success. Was it Darisaw most recently? Mm -hmm. it, was, it was so good on the offensive line. So I, I'll, I'll go with the big hog molly in the middle of the <laughs> offensive line with my third pick. Alex, your third pick. This is a Steve Kime special here. <laughs> it really but is. I feel like, but I feel like this dude, Christian Watson, I watched some tape on this guy. 6'5", an absolute mauler. Okay? 
This dude is a 50-50 ball. Not, nobody can like I've read a couple of articles on him. Nobody can defend this guy. That's pretty mm-hmm. much that's pretty much the 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 uh the the skinny of it. And it's like like I, I almost got the impression that he's not gonna be there in the third round. Like this is the dra- like mock drafts aren't, you know, like the the automated mock drafts aren't ever gonna be, you know, perfect. And there are gonna be some people that are gonna drop a little bit lower than they might mm-hmm. in the actual draft. Like uh, Kenneth Walker being one of them. Um, I feel like mid second round, maybe a little bit low for where he was actually going to go, but six, five outside wide receiver. Remember kids, you can draft people and they can be good NFL players. Mm-hmm. And I we feel like here. <laughs> if Steve Kime remembers that Cardinals yeah. can do, a, you know, can, can maybe make a push in 2022 for being the third team in a row to host a Super Bowl. Um, because it's going to be at State Farm Stadium in 2022 or 2023, whatever. Um, it's, it's not UMass. It's not, uh, you know, it, it's not Michigan State or it's not, you know, a bad example, but it's not, uh, you know, Pittsburgh State where John Brown hailed from. It's yeah. it's the best FBS or FCS team FCS in, school, in yeah. the nation. Yeah, it, yeah. it's it's North, North Dakota State. So it's not an unknown. Yeah. And I saw six five. I saw um, the tape. I'm like, yeah. I mean, this dude would be perfect for exactly what the Cardinals need. Uh, and imagine having a third round pick and wide receiver. You have to pay no money to yeah. be potentially your best wide receiver two years from now. It's just that's the dream. That's the dream. We'll post our picks on Twitter at Lockdown AZ Cards. Let us know who you thought had the best debut mock draft and tell us why you picked me. Uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> why Alex stinks. Uh, good start to mock draft season, but we've still got games to play. Arizona Cardinals will have uh, a couple players in the Pro Bowl. We're not going to exactly break it down or preview it much, but if, of course, we'll get into it. It'd be interesting to see if Kyler Murray can kind of build some confidence in the Pro Bowl. I know everybody thinks I'm an idiot for saying that, but he's got one more go of it. He's going to get some snaps with some good time, big time players, uh, and he'll have his left tackle to help him out there too. And DJ Humphreys, congrats to Hump for making the Pro Bowl. For Alex at Clancy's Corner, follow him on Twitter. Follow me at Bob Rackbo Brock. And of course, follow the show at Locked on AZ Cards. Thanks for making us your first listen. We'll talk to you tomorrow on another edition of Locked on Cardinals. Thanks for making us your first listen. Now make Locked on Bets your second listen.